In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, who has given us your only begotten Son to take our nature upon him, and as at this time to be born of a pure virgin, grant that we, being regenerate and made your children by adoption and grace, may daily be renewed by your Holy Spirit. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the Nativity of our Lord is from the book of Exodus, the 40th chapter. And it came to pass in the first month of the second year, on the first day of the month, that the tabernacle was raised up. So Moses raised up the tabernacle, fastened its sockets, set up its boards, put in its bars, and raised up its pillars. And he spread out the tent over the tabernacle and put the covering of the tent on top of it, as the Lord had commanded Moses. He took the testimony and put it into the ark, inserted the poles through the rings of the ark, and put the mercy seat on top of the ark. And he brought the ark into the tabernacle, hung up the veil of the covering, and partitioned off the ark of the testimony as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then the cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle of meeting because the cloud rested above it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Whenever the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle, the children of Israel would go onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not journey till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was above the tabernacle by day, and fire was over it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. This is the word of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has made his light to shine upon us. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. The epistle is from St. Paul's letter to St. Titus, the third chapter. But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us, through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. We confess our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
Christians sing out with exaltation and praise your benefactor's name. Today the author of salvation, the Father's well-beloved came. Of undefiled Virgin Mother, an infant all divine was born, and God himself became your brother upon this happy Christmas morn. In him eternal might and power to human weakness hath inclined, and this poor child brings richest dower of grace and gifts to all mankind. While here his majesty disguising, our servants form the master wears. Behold the beams of glory rising, ain from his poverty and tears. A stable serves him for a dwelling, and for a bed a manger mean. Yet o'er his head his advent telling, a new and wondrous star is seen. Angels rehearse to men the story, the joyful story of his birth. To him they raise the anthem glory, to God on high and peace on earth. For through this holy incarnation the primal curse is done away, and blessed peace o'er all creation hath shed its pure and gentle ray. Then in that heavenly concert joining, O Christian men with one accord, your voices tunefully combining, salute the birthday of your Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. 
and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the word of the Lord. Foolish is he who honors not the royal and eternal word of God, just as he honors the Father himself in heaven. When the church speaks of the word of God, she does not speak of words or letters or the grunts from the throats of men that pronounce their many and various languages. When the word word is used, it is not a reference to a thing. The word is a person, the second person of a triune Godhead. The word is the eternal speaking of God, the eternally good and never void promises of God, and the manifestation of the will of God. When God speaks, he speaks the word by the breath of the Spirit that carries this word into the void wherein he works what he says, which is what the Father wills. The word was in the beginning with God the Father. It is through the word that all things are made. It is by the word that all things continue to be. Without the word, nothing would be, nothing could be, and nothing is. He is a living word, and all he works is to bring light and life. The Father wills, the word works. The Spirit delivers the word and his works where it is the Father wills. God is triune, but he is one. The Word is one with God. The Word is God. Foolish is he who honors not the royal and eternal Word of God just as he honors the Father himself in heaven. This is the stumbling block of the Nativity. There are very few who would deny the humanity of Jesus. Even the skeptics in examining dusty historical tomes cannot deny that there was a man named Jesus who did live in Galilee and who was put to death outside of Jerusalem. Jesus certainly is man. The stumbling block is, however, the reality that Jesus is not only man that he is God. By some, Christians are even accused of Christolatry, making an idol out of Jesus and worshiping him as a false god instead of the true God. To this end, it matters a great deal that Jesus is identified as one of the Trinity. It matters that Jesus is the Word. Jesus is God. How much of God is he? In other words, how much God is poured into the child of Mary's womb? 
This is rather a silly thing to ask. The Incarnation is not about God pouring Himself into a vessel. Were that the case, the flesh of man is nothing to God but a scuba suit of sorts that allows Him to take form and interact with creation from within the protection of the suit. But that is not interaction. Interaction demands real physical touch without impediment, real breath delivering real words from real lips to real ears with nothing in between to prevent the passage of that piercing vocal arrow. The evangelist John speaks of the fullness of the incarnate word. This is for good reason. It means there is none of the word that is left behind, so to speak. It means the entirety of the eternal, ubiquitous, creating and sustaining word is condensed without loss of stature, confined without being imprisoned or restricted, and present locally without ceasing to be present everywhere. God does not cease being God, but he takes on being man. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. No one has seen the Father, but the Son, who is himself the word of the Father. Yet to see the Son is to see the Godhead. To see Jesus is to see God. He says this himself. He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Jesus and the Father are one. The Word is not his own Word, but the Father's Word. The Father is the Word's Father, the Word's source. Him who speaks begets in the very act. This is an eternal begetting, for the Father still speaks, and who he speaks is the Word, the Son, the second person, Jesus. This is what St. John means when he writes, We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. No one has seen the Father, but those who have seen the Word made flesh have seen God. For his glory is not the glory of his human nature. It is the glory of the only begotten of the Father, the Son, who is begotten in the Father's act of complete self-giving, manifested in his Word, and now incarnated in flesh among man. Where the Father's word is, there the Father is as well. He and his word are not and cannot be separated. 
The hymn writer's words speak deep theological truths. Word of the Father, now in flesh appearing. The royal word of the King of Kings must become flesh. If the word of promise is to be kept, that word itself must become incarnate. For the word is promise giver and promise. The word does what it says. Therefore, when God speaks the word of salvation, that word itself is salvation. In the beginning, all was created by the word that did what it said. Now it must be what it said. God with us. Salvation. Once God spoke his words through the prophets of old. Yet he is not content to deal with his people through middlemen and translators. He is not content to deal with his people as through a veil. He is not content to be the God who sits in secret while enlightened cultists confer in private and speak in public of the will of the divine. He wishes to deal with his people himself. Therefore, God is not content that others should speak words, but that the word should be born and speak and interact and die and save and bring faith. Now you have the word with which to interact, your brother by flesh and your God in flesh. You know God in the word. You know the Word in Jesus. Therefore, in Jesus, who is the Word made flesh dwelling among you, you know God. You can hear words spoken by the tongues of men, but you cannot interact with them. Even the words of man must take on flesh. They must be given body in letters that are written down so that they can be held, touched, and otherwise interacted with. As long as the words of men remain in their hearts and minds, only he who conceives the words can know of them. Words must be begotten, poured forth from the self in order to engage others. Jesus is this to God and much more. He is the Word of God made visible and palpable given body of flesh through the miraculous conception of the Blessed Virgin by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Word of God comes written upon flesh, and as the royal word of kingly men is known in the written decrees, so too is the royal word of God known in the incarnation and birth of the same. Thus, there is no greater way to celebrate this day than with a royal feast. The manger is no more. The cross is gone. But the word remains and ever shall. He is here, given and shed for you. He is here to be handled, to be eaten, to be drunk. God is here for you. It is here 
that you come and behold him born the king of angels. A word fit for a king, because he is the word of the king. Foolish is he who honors not the royal and eternal word of God, just as he honors the Father himself in heaven. For he is the royal word of the Father, now in flesh appearing, for you, for you. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God and our Lord Christ Jesus, and for all people according to their needs. For the people of God clothed in righteousness bestowed, for a fervent yearning for the touch of Christ as it is bestowed in word and in sacraments, for the health and well-being of the body that is the Holy Church, for the faithfulness of bishops and pastors, for the piety of the people, and for the preservation of the pure doctrine of the Holy Church in Catholicity, let us pray to the Lord. For all saints and martyrs of the faith, of whom the world is not worthy, for encouragement and example in the men and women of old, for right confession in life and in death, for perseverance, strength, and resoluteness in every good calling, and for unending light to shatter the gloom of darkness, let us pray to the Lord. For the nations of the world and for her people, for peace without warfare, prosperity without greed, love without condition, and joy without restraint, that God would crush wicked and end all strife. And for the dawn of Christ's return to the nations, let us pray to the Lord. For good and noble rulers, for wisdom and integrity to all in authority, for patience and calm, for eyes to see Christ in every neighbor, and hands to act according to the dignity of personhood, for the innocent, the just, and the unborn, and for repentance in humility, let us pray to the Lord. For the love of Christ to burn with zeal, for the strength and preservation of all Christian marriages, for upright and faithful men, for compassionate and caring women, for the work of all fathers and mothers, for the preservation of the household, for honorable and obedient children, and for comfort to the barren, the infertile, and the childless. Let us pray to the Lord. For all that is good, right, true, and honorable to abound, for renewed vigor in rebelling against the spirit of the age, for defense against every evil of body and soul, for spiritual renewal, and for undisturbed Christian life and living in the way, let us pray to the Lord. For the healing of the great physician, as he knows it is needed and in his good pleasure, for all who suffer ill, all who live in sorrow, and all who fear with hopelessness, for the sick and distressed, especially Sherry, Doug, Shirley, Janice, Judy, Stephen, Carl, David, Janine, 
and Josh. For peace to the dying, blessed repose to the dead, and comfort to the bereaved, especially the family of Fran. And for the calm of trust in the Lord's ear to hear and his hand to work, let us pray to the Lord. For all enduring want or need, for plenty to the poor and the destitute, for shelter to the homeless and gainful work to the unemployed, for correction and amendment to the wayward and the misguided, for comfort to the distraught and the depressed, for love to the forsaken and the abandoned, for care and preservation to all people in all lands, and that the Church and her people would bear the fruits of faith, let us pray to the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, though you are the everlasting word of the Father, you did not spurn the virgin's womb, but took upon yourself the dusty flesh of your fallen creatures. In you the mercy of the Godhead is not only seen, but touched and tasted, known to the fullest in your communion with man. Grant that we who seek this holy food of flesh and blood in this new Bethlehem that is the Church may have hearts made pure to receive, that by your hand we may be the beasts that eat this holy food offered in the manger. Sustain us in every endeavor, plead for us before the heavenly throne, and gather your holy Church together from the ends of the earth, that we may be one body with you as our head, even as you now live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> 